Welcome back to Any Given Thursday. With you as always, Max and David. We're here, finally, talking about some actual, tangible fixtures this week. This is, For the first time in months. This is such an exciting group of fixtures, too. I mean, there might be more hype around the Europa League matchups than the Champions League matchups. No, you're not excited about uh, about Milan Tottenham today? Uh, Any given Thursday derby? As excited as I can be to watch Milan lose again, I am. But... Maybe. We'll see about that. Um, I wouldn't I wouldn't put it past either team to yeah, find a way to lose. It's going to be a They're both gonna lose. of a game. They're both going to lose. Yeah. Um. Anyway, but we're talking about the Europa League. You know, we we might get the end of given Thursday derby in the Europa League next year, but for yeah. now, it's in the Champions League, so we're not going to talk about it. Um, instead, we have much better fixtures in the Europa League, such as Barcelona United, such as Ajax Union Berlin, Ooh. such as RB Salzburg Roma, wow, such as Juve Nantes. No. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding, but there are some good ones. Let's dive straight into it. And where else to start but Barcelona, leading La Liga by a decent chunk right now. Mm -hmm. Um, And Manchester United, the famed club, sitting third. Both having excellent league seasons, league campaigns, under relatively new management. Mm -hmm. Um, And, uh, yeah. Yeah, both teams come into this in really good form. United unbeaten in their last six. Barcelona unbeaten since like October when their last Champions League game against Bayern was. They haven't lost since then. Uh, it will be an interesting matchup, I think, because Barcelona's defense is just so good right now. And they've... Which is not something I ever thought I'd say about this team. Yeah. <laughs> especially <laughs> especially how the they way. started in the Champions League. And with how Xavi talks about them, too. I mean, he yeah. doesn't come out here and say like, we're going to defend, defend, defend. He's like, we have to play like Barcelona. And then you watch them. And you're like, yeah, these don't look like this. This team doesn't look like a Barcelona team. No, but they're getting the job done. Yeah. And they're doing so consistently. Uh, so I think also when you look at United with their huge list of absences for the first leg, mm-hmm. especially, I mean, injuries to guys like Erickson and Anthony are obviously big. But Lissandra Martinez is suspended. Sabitzer, who just came in, he's suspended. I think that gives Barca a big leg up. In yeah, they're zone. really short in the midfield United. Um, that Ericsson injury is really going to hurt them. Um, the rest of the season, they just don't really have anybody else who, I mean, it's been talked about to death, who connects the phases of play, you know, between the defense and the and the attack. Um, that's a big loss. Obviously, you never know if Casemiro is going to be suspended yeah. <laughs> at any point. Uh, he's serving a Premier League suspension right now for choking somebody. Mm-hmm. Um but he's playing a Spanish team, and he never gets yeah. cards against Spanish teams. Yeah, it's... no, he'll be – I mean, it, they'll be glad to have him back because Fred was a disaster over the weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, it'll just be a question of who they can throw out there against one of the stronger midfields you're going to find in the yeah. – So young, too, though. That that could be the concern. Yeah, is Pedri is playing a... in Europe. Might be uh, but they've been for doing Pedri, it for Yeah, Pedri's years. been playing for, like, 14 years already. Yeah. Uh, he's a he's – a, He's a he's a great player. Mm-hmm. De Jong probably started in the middle there. He's been he, Busquets has finally been relegated to where he belongs. Yeah, <laughs> no disrespect, great player. Yeah, little little off the pace these days. This uh this means something else to De Jong after all the talk over the summer yeah. about him moving to United. Does he want to come out here and put in? There was a yeah, great his best uh, performance of the year. The his wife or fiance or whatever was doing a Q and A or something on socials, and somebody asked her when. Uh, 
when we'll see him in Frankie in, in Manchester. And she circled the date of the return fixture. <laughs> said, I guess uh I guess the twenty or whatever it is, the uh the twenty-third. Twenty-third. She's like, right I guess here. the twenty-third. So yeah. fair play to you. That's some good banter sir, right there. Ma'am, fair play. <laughs> uh <laughs> good bants. Um yeah, but in this first leg, you do wonder how much United has in them with what's available. Um, like, obviously, Rashford's been in great form. He's good for a goal. Um, Veghorst is, you know, an immediate star in Manchester. Everyone yeah. agrees. I think he did, he fits what they needed. You know, somebody yeah. big, wonder strong, target man. wonder if he'll start. Um, but, yeah, it's – yeah. It's hard to say with the way Christensen and Kunde and the likes are playing. Like it's not like the one person you want to deploy necessarily to cause them fits. Yeah. Um, I wonder if they consider starting Rashford through the middle for this one instead, mm-hmm. um, to get a little more like, you know, wing capabilities. But I don't know with Anthony out. I don't know. Yeah, it just takes away another route of creativity yeah. for United and then add on Erickson's long-term injury, and I do wonder like, who even starts in the midfield if Sabitzer I mean, so the, I, Casemiro I assume is available for this game. Casemiro's available for this game. So, but without Sabitzer, you're starting, what, are you down to McTominay? McTominay's out. What? He is? Yeah, he's <laughs> a knock. Um, this is according to Transmarked and Thought. Wait, go to their squad. Who the fuck injuries. is gonna even start then? Um, So, I mean, Fred uh, could probably Fred, be next to Casemiro, but I don't like that combination. Maybe, and also they've been playing; they've not been playing like a four-two-three-one. They've pretty much been playing a three-three. Yeah, I mean, with well, like Bruno, Bruno in a more advanced. Bruno's going to be in the three. Yeah. Um, well, but, well, yeah. It's a but. It, I mean, it's like putting him up in, as an eight. Fred is not necessarily ideal. Yeah. Um, but you don't really have any other options at this point, do you? No, I don't really know anything about. Kobe Martin is listed as a midfielder, so I've never seen him play. Pelestri, yeah, they Pelestri have some more kids. Of a, a weirdo. Yeah. Like, wouldn't fit in the. Oh field. my god, they're gonna start Van de Beek now. <laughs> well, is it Donnie's out for the year? Yeah. So, so they'll yeah they'll probably have to start Fred there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, Fred can put in a performance now and then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess, and with Casemiro, I just I don't like him in the more advanced role, but yeah, um, I'm sure. Casemiro can raise his performance if he needs to. Um, he's just coming off one of his worst performances of the season, so it's a little hard to like have too much faith in that. But mm-hmm. I don't know. It. I feel like you know if they set out to just keep it close here, then yeah, they're in for a shout at the reverse leg. You know, my big concern is the Martinez absence. It's, yeah, he's been so so great for them, really key in their back line. And yeah. I don't know how I feel about them bringing in more height in the back line. Yeah. Could be risky. It is. It's a, you know, these little Barcelona players, these yeah. Spanish Lewandowski guys where, famously has trouble with shorter, shorter yeah. defenders. Yeah. <laughs> but Martinez isn't tall enough for the Europa League anyway. No, so. he's not. He's not. He's not. Uh, but uh, that leads me to think that Barcelona with United's lack of midfield in this game and all their injuries. I think Barcelona take this one 2 nothing at I, home. I agree with that, yeah. Yeah. Okay, let's move on to Shakhtar and Ren, another one of our 12-45 games. Ren have been in pretty bad form since the Martin Terry injury, which I think just shows how important he is to them. I mean, one good of player. the best players in Liga over the last year and a half. And well, big fans. I'm I'm a huge fan of his, and they have not. They just can't get the same performances without him out there. 
Uh, they also lost Triore, their captain, right back. He's going to miss, I think, both legs. Definitely missing the first one, which puts a lot of pressure on new loanee, your man, Jed Spence. Jed Spence. Yeah. Uh, I really like this loan for him. Um, I think this is a good level for him to compete at right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, you know, he's going to be starting there on the right now. So yeah, um, we're going to see how he does getting thrown to the fire like this. I mean, obviously, he, he's one of the best players in the championship last year. Um, so I think he has it in him. Yeah, but Shakhtar is a step up from the championship for sure. So, you know, having to adjust to this new level of play could be mm-hmm. difficult for him. Uh, Ren, though, sticking on them, they've lost their last five away games. They Oof. domestically have only won one of their last five games. Is this just a wobble, or do you think it's a sign of more things to come for this team? I honestly have no idea. In France, yeah. like, when France and the Bundesliga, like, you think you have a grasp on – um, like a run of form mm-hmm. you're like oh this team's done for the year and then they win like seven in a row so i honestly have no way. i thought marseille were done earlier than the year i thought <laughs> i thought lawns were for sure gonna finish second now they can't win i don't fucking know about it in france man uh, i think jed spence is gonna carry them yeah yeah you're, you're high on jed spence i mean i don't think they're gonna finish top three i think i think they'll probably hold on to it like the fifth spot okay and qualify yeah. for the Europa league again yeah you know? they did just fall out of the european spots so uh-huh. they're currently in sixth i believe maybe fifth uh but yeah currently six once one point behind leal for I the conference league spot either, so. yeah i wouldn't trust leal yeah. as far as i can throw him which is yeah there are a lot of men bad for him long as good fall out. yeah um I think the top three is in France is probably solidified at this point. Mm-hmm. Like well, Monaco and Marseille have been playing. Yeah, we can talk more about that when we get to Monaco because yeah. they've been really pushing into the top three. Yeah. But I don't know. This this form from Rennes has me concerned. But yeah. the club, if they can get back into Europe, they'll spend. They have shown a commitment to spending and building a project here. So I'm not too concerned long term, but this season I am. But then again, we haven't seen Shakhtar play. Yeah, that's like, the thing with them. Yeah, yeah. It's, don't. Yeah, they haven't played a single game since selling Mudrik, right? Mm-hmm. No, I will friendlies, but friendlies. Yeah, we're not in going to learn that much. This from is a friendly. yeah. This might be the hardest one to like know what to expect. Mm-hmm. There's, there's, I mean, there's no way to know how Shakhtar will come out in, yeah. in form. Um, I guess are they? I assume they're playing in Poland. I believe it's in Poland. So they're not going to have. Sure. They're not going to necessarily have much of a like a home field thing either other than the fact that Ren has to travel but not that yeah. far so yeah. it's like I don't know this is a really hard one to read I don't don't really know what to expect I feel like the safe thing to do is either predict a draw or like a one-to-one win for Shakhtar or something mm-hmm. you know yeah so they're going to be playing this game at Legia Warsaw's stadium which is uh-huh. really pretty it's in the middle of a huge park in Warsaw so if you ever need a good away day, David's just looking at a map right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he didn't know that before. Just so you know, dude. But the stadium it looks great. Yeah, it's a fine looking stadium. Yeah, the town around it. Oh wow, buildings. buildings. Good They're for them. Adorable buildings. Wow, adorable buildings. Oh my gosh. Oh my goodness. Grow up. <laughs> Grow You're up. Acting a... like you knew it was in a park before you just looked it up. Just but the like... park is pretty. It's a huge park. Look at it. Look how big that. Fun park fact is. about David: he knows. Every the, stadium in the Europa League. I know and all what, the parks in this, Poland. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Is this not how you spend your free time looking up? Anyway, I'll, I'll take two one shots there. Yeah, look at this man on his walk. Wow. Wow. What a park that is. It's a nice park. It is a nice park. Yeah. Wow, that woman has no feet. That is a man. That man has no feet. But 
Yeah, he's also that shirt. Not a great look on him. White uh, beater. Yeah, gray white beater. You guys, you guys should really get on uh, uh, on Google Maps. Google Maps, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I'm going really to really get on Google Earth. See what's I'm up. Go one one for this game because I really don't know what to see from Shakhtar, but I know Ren have been bad on the road, and I just can't see them writing that on a long away trip. So we'll see. Yeah. Did you make your prediction? Sorry, I was too focused. Two one Shakhtar. Okay, two one Shakhtar. Let's move over. Too focused on your parts. Yeah. Let's move over to Ajax and Union Berlin. You know, Union Berlin have joined the most points in the Bundesliga since the league restarted. They look good again. Yeah, they look really good again. Even though, yeah, I'm pretty sure you buried them for dead before. I did. Yeah. <laughs> again, never know in Germany. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they're in they're in second place or one point behind, uh, behind leaders Bayern. Mm-hmm. Uh, quite the achievement for them to manage that up to this point in the season. Like you know, they were leading the league for a while, um, in the fall, but to be like well over halfway point and still and still in title contention is i mean we talk you know we 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 give the flowers to unio in every chance we get for the last four years but good lord like what a story that would be yeah and they're doing it well outperforming their xg substantially which is you know a lot of people are like oh well they can't keep it up they can't keep it up but they've kind of kept thing, it up yeah for it's kind of their thing a year and a half at this point and i was listening to gagan pressing the bundesliga podcast which is a great listen but they were talking about like you know it's two different mini seasons essentially mm. and if you think about it as like oh you need just need to outperform their xg for 19 games as opposed to or not 19, 18 as opposed to 36 right that's a lot more achievable than over the course of a whole season so Think about it that way. You know, maybe it is something that they can do and pull off and get into the Champions League next year. And I like the way they're they're not just like sitting back with thirty five percent of the ball like mm-hmm. they were like their first two years in the in the top flight either. I mean, they're adapting into a little more flexible approach. Like they will sometimes like if you check their stats after games, they often have at least fifty percent of the ball now. Or you know, they're it's not like they're incapable of pressing. They're not a team that needs like that needs to work without the ball to beat you. Um, that's probably how they're best still. Yeah. But I mean, they're they have other ways to win. Um, obviously, they're 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 tough to score on, and and you know they just have some like fun creative players now, which I don't know if you could have said, you know, other than in the counter attack in the last couple of years. Obviously, Becker is kind of their star these days. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's been unbelievable this season. I mean, and they've done it like Pivak has been really bad the last. He hasn't like, scored at all. <laughs> yeah, that's like two months of play, yeah. right? So ignoring the break, the month he scored. After, I think he scored before, but... this week. Yeah, off no, the bench. Uh, I don't think he did. It was um, not this weekend, but the one before this weekend. Oh, oh sorry. I think yeah, he yeah. scored once, but yeah, I was, I was like, before say. that, I'm not sure he'd scored since like September. Yeah. Um. But, I mean, he was contributing, but he kind of stopped contributing, yeah. and they've just been able to yeah. bring Barons in. And yeah, they sort of benched work, him, like, and now yeah. he's he's sort of come off the bench now. Mostly, I would expect him to come off the bench this mm-hmm. game. Yeah, um, for those U.S. American fans. Ooh, yeah, USMNT. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> what a time to be a USMNT fan. Yeah, uh, they will be without Chris Trimmel, who is kind of a backup right wing back option. Sometimes gets a decent amount of starts. He's played in the midfield and in the back line before as well. Uh, and then they're also without Heberer in their midfield, which is a pretty big loss for them. He starts almost every game. Mm. Uh, but 
you know, I think they're a team that can just adapt to the punches thrown. I think they're they're one of those teams that's more than just a collection of their players. Like they're outperforming what their players should be doing. Yeah. So I think you can lose a guy or two and sub someone in, and it's still going to click. Mm-hmm. Um, also, Laiduni seems to be off to a really good start. Uh, he very intentionally played a ball that allowed Leipzig to be offsides on their equalizing goal and basically won Union Berlin the game because he definitely intentionally played it and it was not a bad call. <laughs> <laughs> but now he uh, almost cost Union the game but got saved by a bad offsides call that ruled off the equalizer for Leipzig. Incredible win though. Yeah. And this is, they've shown they can compete with the best teams. Oh, year. yeah. They've gotten points against all of the top teams yeah. in the, mm-hmm. um, except for that one time they got thrashed by Freiburg for some reason. Yeah. Like 5 0. Those games happen in they Germany. They happen in Germany. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing makes sense. Yeah. Um, let's move on to Ajax, who have been in a bit of turmoil since the restart. They, uh, they committed the, uh, unforgivable offense of drawing three times in a row, mm-hmm. much like Bayern did. Yeah. And the Bundesliga, which got their coach fired. Well, wasn't it like... <laughs> it was four and five. It was seven league draws in a row or something crazy like that. Because no. it went to the other side oh. of the World Cup. Break. Oh, I, I see, mean, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, they drew four of five, mm-hmm. which was four straight in the league. Yeah. And then um, a cup win, but... Yeah. But, yeah. So, it got their coach fired, basically, because that's... Uh, enough. Even though two of the draws were against, you know, 20 and Feyenoord, who are up there at the top of the Very table. Feyenoord's in first right now, I think. Um, so they, they did recently since firing a coach, they have rescued some form. They won four nil four one against bad team and five nil against bad team and then beat 20 one nil. Um, which if you're not following the air to there's five teams, like six points apart at the top of the group, uh, 20, uh, in fifth with 40 PSV, another one of our Europa league teams, 42 points. IX now 43 Alkmaar, another one of our teams, 44. Feyenoord, another one of our teams, 46. Um, Eredivisie loves the Europa League and the Conference This is League. the first time I can remember in year, like maybe since like 2017, 18, mm-hmm. where there's been an actual title race on. So this is exciting. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's exciting that Ajax isn't in first. Them being only three points back, you're like, yeah, they're just going to win anyway. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> possibly. But um, it's fun not to know. And But that basically... That all is that is to say that I have no idea what Ajax is going to look like this weekend because uh, obviously they've been in better form um, since the change. I don't know if they've hired somebody. I think they're yet. still on the. They're still on the interim, right? Yeah, yeah, the interim. Um, so obviously, like you get the the manager out bounce thing when you're sort of revitalized a little bit, uh, and you have that extra bit of energy. You know, you're not sure what the future is, so you kind of there's kind of a natural instinct to like sort of run hard and prove things but you know it's hard to pick them going to a fortress like like unions right now yeah Um, well there it's in ix oh you're right i'm sorry in yeah it's in amsterdam yeah Yeah. it's hard to pick them in this tie though uh given the consistency we've seen from berlin um but you know at home they can probably get a result here, right? We haven't seen Union actually play that well in this competition yet this year. Yeah. Like, you know, famously in our circles, they lost 1-0 twice and then won 1-0 four times yeah. to get out of this group. So it's not like they were super dominant Mm-mm. or consistent like they were. In, yeah. I mean, they're consistent as fuck. They're, yeah. But they weren't 
you know, exceptional. Mm-hmm. So I don't, this is another one that's hard to pick for me. I don't really know. Yeah, I do think Ajax missing Steven Bergwijn is going to be a big loss for them. He's, I mean, he's a question mark. I don't think he's going to play, but he could. He could make a quicker recovery than expected. He missed last game against Twente, but they seem to hold up just fine without him. Uh, I think Berlin are going to take this one. I oh. feel relatively confident in them. I think they've been playing just super well. Even um, in Amsterdam? Even in Amsterdam. Ooh la la. Uh, so I'm taking Berlin 2-1. I'm going to take it 1-1 in the first leg. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's last game of our 12:45 slate. Ooh. One of the most interesting from a matchup perspective. It's Red Bull Salzburg hosting Roma, who have been really inconsistent since the restart. I mean, they've looked great in some of their games, but... One never knows with Roma. Yeah. Also Roma are in the top matchup. four in Italy right now, but almost by default. By the goal difference. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean default in terms I, of performance. I know like, yeah, yeah. Milan and Inter don't have really much interest in competing yeah. right now <laughs> since the restart. Well, Inter, so. Inter have been good since the restart. It's uh, yeah. Milan, yeah. Lazio, and yeah. Atalanta. Didn't Inter just lose? Yeah, but I mean, Inter have been Or maybe they before. drew. They somebody. drew Sampdoria. Uh, they were fine before that's that That's not game. great, yeah. yeah. Before uh, that game, though, yeah, they were yeah, playing yeah. fine. Yeah, nobody really wants to be in the Champions League next year, no. except for Napoli, so... Yeah, well, Napoli uh, have run away with this league yeah, this that, year. Yeah, I, I don't think anybody saw that coming. No, sure uh, didn't. But Roma are, I think, about where people would have expected them to be in the league right now. Like expected them to be in sixth. Fourth. Okay, <laughs> Uh, competing. They should for be. Four. I mean, they should be in like not in the top four, frankly. Based I, yeah, on, if, if they don't look like a top had... four team when you watch them, yeah. like Milan should be there. Yeah, even Lazio is like better than that. And if you on, add, if you add Juve's points back on, Roma are not a yeah, top four right, team, right? Right, so, right. They've had some. They've had some fortune in that. Mm-hmm. In those. Yeah. Yeah, they've been a little inconsistent, but I think part of that though, a lot of that came when Dybala was out. And they just look like a totally different team. The ball is out always. Yeah, they can't. Yeah, yeah, can't they, it's not someone you want to be relying on. No, it's not. Um, <laughs> the ball is sneezing is and misses three months. <laughs> obviously, the Zaniolo. He's like Anthony Davis, <laughs> Anthony Davis of European football. The Zaniolo disaster of a season has finally ended, and that could be a big <laughs> lift for them to get yeah. that off their shoulders. Um, we'll see who they come out with. I've been really, I think El Sharawi's been playing really well, so I would like to see him play in this game against Salzburg. I'd like to see him start on the left wing and see what he can do, because Salzburg are going to cause Roma problems. Salzburg have one of the best presses in Europe. Uh, the constantly on you on your defense, and Roma do not... Spoiler! Not Roma's strength dealing with that. Not Roma's strength. Um, they don't have a lot mean, of ball-playing players. No, I mean, if they can get the ball to their wingbacks, I think they'll be fine, right? But that's a huge question mark for Roma because Ibanez and Mancini are not going to be great with the ball at their feet. Smalling is okay yeah. with it, but not, you know, not the best in the world. Not great. He's not like a, oh, you get it to him and you're fine type of player. Uh-huh. Um, Mancini and Ibanez and Smalling all can make pretty big mistakes in the back line. We've seen that for a lot of the goals Roma have conceded this year. It's just players making individual mistakes in the back line. Mm. Um, and then also they can be – they're really good at creating opportunities, but Tammy Abraham is not – Yeah, who's going to score? That's the thing. Dybala leads the team with eight goals mm-hmm. in all competitions. Tammy is second with only six goals in all competitions, but a nine XG. Yeah. Do you know who's third 
it's going to be either Smalling or Abanya. Smalling, yeah. Smalling is their third top scorer with three goals this season. Mm-hmm. That's not good. Yeah, I really do think like how do they have this many points? <laughs> they don't score. <laughs> Crazy. Uh, I want to say like it's hard to talk too much about Salisbury because I was their team that sells a decent amount in yeah, January, they, and they seem like they have a lot of injuries right now. Yeah, but most of those are not important yeah. players. Yeah. Um, most of those are youth players who are like on the fringes of the squad. Yeah. They have very balanced sort of like scoring and, and creation, mm-hmm. which is useful. Um, like they just have a bunch of guys with like five to seven goals and like four, three or four assists. And mm-hmm. like, yeah, I mean, they're, yeah, but they're also freshly back. Like they've only played two competitive games. Right. That's the other issue with the world cup break. But they're and... young and hungry. Yeah. <laughs> well, they're Austrian, not Hungarian. Yeah. They have, and they do, if you, y'all remember, we'll get to Sturmgras later, but Sturmgras has fallen off a tiny bit. Mm-hmm. Like they, so they're, they're still technically in a title race though. They're only six points clear, which is unusual for them. Yeah. So maybe that extra bit of push is useful. I don't know. Yeah. I just, but it's not just the European competition that they're worried about this year. Um, I really do think this tie and this match in particular is just going to come down to what Dabala is able to do yeah. in the games. Like, he is so... How many minutes does he everything's play? Everything's going to come through him for Roma. If he's playing really well, he's going to set up Abraham in really easy opportunities. Or Belotti. Belotti could play. Um, See if Tammy can hit, like, over one and a half goals in this tie. Uh, between the two legs. over one and a half XG. Yeah, well, for <laughs> sure. the starting striker. Between the two. But if he can hit two goals, I think, in this... Then they have a real chance. Yeah. It's also Roma are great from set pieces. Yeah. Right. One of the best set piece teams. Salzburg in, are kids. So in Europe. Um could so, be a factor. Yeah. If Salzburg get drawn into, you know, engaging too much with guys like Pellegrini, Dabala, El Shoaroe, who are really good at drawing fouls. Possible given their like enthusiasm for pressing. Yeah. So th- they could draw Salzburg into making mistakes and fouling too much. Mm-hmm. And Roma great set pieces can capitalize off of that. Yeah. This is the kind of tie I can see. I, I feel like Roma's going to go through just because of bullshit. Like, just because of Jose bullshit. That said, I'm picking Salzburg 4-0. Okay. Um, I'm going 2-2 in Austria. 4-0. All right. 5-0. 6-0. Let's, let's move to the other Italian team, the one playing at 3 p.m. Yeah. It's Juventus. Let's not talk about this one too long. Taking on non- we will not because, to be quite frank, this I don't sucks. have uh-huh. that much to say. Nantes have been very mediocre at best this yeah. year. Um, Juve have also been mediocre despite having, like, the third yeah. or fourth highest point total in the league. Fourth, yeah. I think. I, they've had some games where they just look awful, and it's because Allegri is, gets in his it's own dumb. way quite a yeah. lot. <laughs> um, I think he, he's good for the team right now because he's safer hands. You know what you're going to get from him. But I guess. if he does something like plays Moise Keane at right back in this tie, <laughs> yeah, Nantes could win. But if Allegri stays out of his own way, does just a normal lineup for Juventus, they should be fine. Um, Vlaovic seems to be playing well right now, seems to have picked it up a little bit on the restart. I would love to see him and Chiesa together up top, but I doubt we see Chiesa because mm-hmm. they're kind of weaning him back. Uh, we should also know... Shane Moretti is out. Yeah. Um, Juve do have a decent amount of injuries, but I mean, they've had most of those for a long time. Yeah. So, why is Quadrado out for weeks with a virus? Uh, because he's got a upset tummy. You don't want to see that on the field <laughs> for weeks. He says late February. What? <laughs> yeah. What's wrong with him? <laughs> got a virus. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
man. I'm going to take Juventus 2-0 in this tie. I just don't see them, like, putting not away because I think they struggle to do that to teams. Yeah, but... it's I'm it's 3-0 for me. Okay. I, I, I wish this tie started in France because I feel like if Nam had that backing of their yeah. of their excellent home crowd and you know they're playing better in the league as in they're not one of the four worst teams in the league anymore mm-hmm. um i mean if they if they had that sort of home backing i think they could you know push on to result and then you know see it Juve could do one of their collapses at home but yeah with it the tie going this way i, I think it's going to be difficult for them yeah, I, even I, though I, nobody I, will be in the stands, I see what you're saying. Yeah, Juventus fans are <laughs> not happy with the team right now. Not happy. Not They're going to draw zero fans for this um, game, especially against Nan. Yeah, let's move on to another mid-table team, Sevilla. Barely. Well, now they are a mid-table team. They've yeah. won. It doesn't take much in France, in Spain. No, it's uh, they moved all the way up to twelfth after winning. Oh, like one game, four out of six or something. Yeah, like so. It doesn't take much in Spain to move up. The, I mean, there's still only four points clear of the relegation, so... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's really compact. Oh, Valencia is in the relegation now? Yeah. Ooh, that happened Gattuso, that's what happens when you fire Gattuso. Fuck, dude. But, the gods punish you. Yeah. Also, because Peter Lim does not deserve to own a team. This is a non... Get him out. This is no. sort of a non-sequitur, but my god, so many teams could still go down in Spain. <laughs> yeah. Like, 11 teams could still go down. Yeah, no, yeah. not... Yeah, 10 teams could still go down. It's a crazy league over there right now. Um... I actually don't have that much to say about Sevilla, other than like they're playing a little better. They're still old as dirt. They tend to do well in this competition. Yeah. So maybe that gives them the edge. Uh, PSV will be without El Ghazi due to injury and Obispo due to suspension, which obviously just adds a lot of difficulty to the challenge. Those are two key players for them. Obispo, one of their best defenders. So maybe that opens the door for Sevilla. But PSV still looked good after losing, you know, multiple key pieces. In the January window, lost Noni, lost Cody Gakpo. You want to play the who is playing better than shit for Sevilla game? Uh, is it nobody? <laughs> no, you have to name the four their four leading scorers who are all tied on just three goals. Okay. Um, <laughs> that's their those are their totals. Four players, three goals apiece, top scorer. Can I pull up their squad list? No, you cannot. Uh, I'm okay, then you can, well. you can, you can, you can. Okay. Well, um, is Lamella even yes. still on the team? Lamella has three goals. Okay. Um, I'm gonna go with ding, 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 ding. I'm gonna go with Bono, their goalkeeper. Ah. Nah. Um, Ryan Hill already has one, by the way. Oh, good for him. Is uh, and Nezri on that list? And Nezri is correct. Nice. Three, three points to you for his three goals. Okay. I hope Papu is on the list. Papu is not Damn. on the list. Um, Suso. Suso is not on the list. Damn. Two more guesses. Okay. Gonna be a defender, isn't it? Is it? I like what I just got there, right? Um, Is it Acuna? Acuna is incorrect. He has two goals. Oh, I was so (laughs) close. And I'm gonna show my last guess is... It's Rafa Mir. Rafa Mir is correct. Let's go. The last one is Oliver Torres. Really? (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Okay. I mean, Rafa Mir is their leading XG with 4.7. Mm. That's not great. This is tough. Pretty much everyone on the team is underperforming XG. <laughs> the team has just been underperforming in general. Yeah. But that being said, they're winning games and they're winning at home. Yeah. Right? They've won all their home games since the restart. So I'm going to take Sevilla to win this game yeah. and then get destroyed in. I'm a little surprised Sam Pauli made it to february but yeah. now it seems like it's working out so 
good for them. Yeah. Anyway, that was. I'm gonna take then. Sevilla two one. Take Sevilla over PSV. Mostly, we we should talk about PSV for a second, maybe, mm-hmm. only because you know they've we talked about this in the transfer thing, but they've yeah. lost like people. Obviously, yeah. their best player doesn't. Mm-hmm. That never helps. No, it does um, not. But the good news is that they do have Javi Simons. Yes, um, what a great player. Who's the best? He's their top scorer now. He's overtaken Cody. Cody's still there. Uh, leads their assist table by seven. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be hard be, for anyone to overcome. Picked up 12 assists in half a season. That is yeah. going to be hard to catch up. That's going to be really hard to catch up. Yeah, nine goals, seven assists. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. Um, But they still have Lucky Luke. Mm-hmm. Lucky Luke DeYoung, who I'm sure will get the start here today or Thursday. Um, You know what? I think this is going to be – I think uh, I think I'm going to pick a 1-1 draw here. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think one of the transfers that people kind of ignored well, this, this window Sevilla, that is going to hurt, yeah, it's going to hurt PSV is Philip Max leaving to Frankfurt. Mm. I mean, I know they brought in Van Anholt and Thorgan Hazard, but I just don't. I like Thorgan Hazard there. I do, but I don't think he is going to be an immediate fit to yeah, maybe true not. left back position. You know, because he's played kind of a wing a little, back. yeah, more of a wing back yeah. in most of his career. So I'm a little worried about their ability to replace Philip Max right away. Yeah, that's fair. Which, I just hate, I just hate this Sevilla team so much. They're so awful to watch. Yeah. Uh, um, um, yeah. So... Let's move on to uh, to Portugal, mm-hmm. where Sporting Lisbon hosts Michelin. Yeah, Sporting are kind of a tough team to get a read on. They are because they are clearly not as good as the top three in Portugal right now. Yeah, but they're also substantially better than the rest of the league. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, so they blow out pretty much everyone below them and get blown out in pretty much all their games against the top three. So you just don't, which is really... tough. They should sporting. It's tough when they're not even in the top three. I mean, they're yeah. for a club of their stature, especially mm-hmm. finally breaking their championship drought. Yeah. Um, they're definitely having a, a bit of a transition year, mm-hmm. um, which maybe in the long run is, Decent for them because they'll probably hang on to what's his name, their coach, who was everyone was fiending over the last mm, two yes, years. Yeah, yeah. Um, he was like the next hot Nuno Spiritu Santo <laughs> <laughs> or whatever. He's the next Wolves manager for sure. Yeah. Uh, so maybe the maybe they can. Uh, I don't know. Dead air. Dead air. Yeah. Uh, maybe maybe but, they can uh, hold on to him, build something. Well, yeah. For them to be there, for them but... to be significantly underperforming versus like Braga is not a great. Look mm-hmm. for them. Um, yeah, you're right. They're really hard to get a read on. I don't I don't really know how I mean, and they sort of blew it too in the Champions League. They're in mm-hmm. group B, which is wide open, and they ended up losing at home Frankfurt on the last day to end up in this position where they really should have been going through. Mm-hmm. They were top of the group for a while on that yeah. last day, up one nil. And with the help they got from Marseille, right? Was that it was a the Marseille one where Marseille got red cards and own goals galore. Yeah. Against sporting like they got some help in that group and still couldn't. Oh, that was out. Sporting was the one that oh, got sorry. red cards. Yeah, okay, yeah Marseille had no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They got so red they card against Marseille both game, both yeah. games. Got themselves in the foot. Definitely. Yeah. So they really blew it. it out. They yeah. really blew it. Yeah, they should absolutely be in that Frankfurt or Spurs position mm-hmm. at first or second of that group. Yeah. Um, um, and they lost Pedro Porro, um, the leading assist man to Spurs. Mm-hmm. Um, even though the 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 Bellerin owner, yeah, not a bad not a bad piece of business. So they make forty million from for Pedro Porra and spend one million on Hector Bellerin, um, decent player. Um, they still have their their leading scorer. Um, what's his name? The the kid 
Oh, Gun Calvez? Oh, yeah, Gun Gun Calvez, because he's not a kid. Yeah. Um, And Marcus Edwards, another Spurs cast-off. Is he? Uh, Yeah, he was from the Spurs Academy. Wow. Um, So, I don't know. I I, I still think, especially at home, like, Michelin, we talk about Michelin a lot in the fall as being one of the weirdest, like, hardest-to-predict teams in the competition because he, or I said he, because I'm looking at the dog. Yeah, because they. Cuddling up. Yeah, because they. um, Ooh. Yeah, that's why I looked at the dog. Is that the dog? That's why I looked at the dog first. Stinky, stinky boy. Um, Yeah, a little flashlight from the pup here. Yeah. That's uh, That's rough. uh, uh, So, what was dead air? Yeah, Um, so. But Michelin basically in the fall were like shite in the league every weekend. Mm hmm. And then we were like, well, this Michelin team is not what we've seen in the last two years. They're not going to be good in the competition. And then they go on and like kick ass in the in a group featuring like a bunch of big boys like Lazio. Yeah. Um, so I honestly have no idea what to expect from them again. Like, are they gonna come yeah. in here and put up a performance again, even though they're still mid-table in Denmark? I have no idea. Yeah, they're still in seventh Denmark, which would put them in the bottom group, That's right? Bad. When they split. That's awful. Uh, they've been like at the top of the table i think they won the last two years mm-hmm. um so they're like i mean you know yeah, this and, is not good it's not good for it's them good it's not where they where they expect to be at this stage in their development as a club mm-hmm. and i think also they haven't played a competitive game since the break unless you consider the atlantic cup as like a really important fixture yeah uh, i don't but that's part of why i'm going heavy on sporting here mm-hmm. i think they win this one three nothing I'm gonna take him to nothing. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Last Europa League game of this uh, round is going to be Bayer Leverkusen hosting Monaco. Monaco coming off a massive win over PSG, three-one mm. crown jewel in their last five games, where they got four wins and one draw. I'm trying to remember what uh what the commentary. So I watched the highlights of that and the opening mm-hmm. commentary from the from the guy in the booth was like. Some fans in the crowd today. Not always the case for Monica. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, brutal. It is brutal. <laughs> but fair. <laughs> but they're going to Leverkusen this time. So yeah. maybe that. So they might, them. yeah, they might actually they get to experience fans for mm-hmm. the first time. <laughs> yeah. It might be nice for them. This, I think this could be one of the most fun ties yeah. of the day because both these they're teams. They're both in form. Yeah. They both in, kind of in form, both play on the front foot, and neither have great defensive records either. So if you like goals, I think this will likely be mm-hmm. the goal glut game. Uh, Leverkusen. They've been climbing the table. They have been, but had a little bobble against Augsburg. Mm-hmm. Uh, dropped, some, dropped three points there, but righted themselves against Hoffenheim yeah. over the weekend. I actually uh, couldn't sleep last night, so I was watching <laughs> a lot of the Leverkusen-Hoffenheim game to try to put right. me to sleep because it was that bad boring. for like 40 minutes. <laughs> Uh, but Leverkusen got off to a really quick start, and I forgot how good Florian Burtz can be. Yeah, nice to have him back, huh? Yeah, he can Missed be him. so creative, so electric. Yeah, they have some really fun there. players still on Leverkusen. People forgot that, I think, a little bit, that they're one of the most fun young teams in the league because of their awful start. They were down yeah. in, like, 15th, 16th for a while. Uh, but, you know, in the, especially since the restart, Javi Alonso has got him playing pretty nice stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he likes his uh, he likes his pressing. Yeah. He likes his high octane football. Um, you know, they're they we might not see them in the in Europe next year because it's gonna be hard to squeeze in. I mean, they could get seventh. 
Yeah, we could see him in the conference league. It's going to be hard to squeeze into that top six. It's all pretty competitive in Germany. Be hard after the start they got, but yeah, I mean they're only three points out of seventh yeah. now. But and, it, and it's Wolfsburg who are definitely so we might have, we might need to enjoy this while we can. Mm-hmm. Um, Florida and Burts won't be there forever if they're not making Europe. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I agree with you that this is going to be a. I think this is a toss-up fixture. Um, I agree with you on that. Monaco are the second highest scoring team in France mm. right now. Uh, they've been playing so well since the restart. They've moved themselves up into third after, like Leverkusen, in a shaky start. Not as shaky. They were yeah. not fighting against relegation at any point. But, you know, the French top three seems to have solidified as, like, your kind of usual suspects with PSG, yeah. Marseille, It Monaco, looked like it might be a fun, different year, but it's not. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, but between Ben Yedder and, and Bolo, they have quite the attacking line mm-hmm. um, that I wouldn't be surprised to see put in a shift and, and, and trouble. Yeah, um, and, and Golo Bent has been really strong as well. Too, yeah, he scored against PSG. Yeah. Um, just you know, ton of talent up front, ton of talent in the midfield too. Fofana and Kamara have been mm. incredible. International um, was on that was on the France team. Fofana. Oh yeah, yeah. He played one yeah. game and was awful. <laughs> yeah. Um, but good for Monaco. Mm-hmm. Good for Monaco. This is not the World Cup. This is the Europa League. This is not the World Cup. No. Uh, but yeah, just I think it's a uh, fun tie. Lots of talent offensively for both teams. If I'm going to go Monaco on the road, three. Oh, I'm going to go two two. I think. Okay. And that wraps up our Europa League ties. So yay, Europa League. A little, little transition here. Bum 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 bum. Fire Pew pew You want our things? Air out the room. Thanks, pop. And let's move on to the Conference League. Welcome back. Yay. We're going to start the Conference League off with the matchup furthest away from us. We're going to go all the way to Azerbaijan for Karbag and Ghent. Karbag have won, t- not lost, I guess. I think there's a draw in there. 21 consecutive home games. That's <laughs> an absurd streak. Um, Ghent also have a crazy long list of here, injuries here, that they're me, dealing with. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Yeah. I don't know how many of those players are like crucial to them. I know Pietkowski is. Yeah, I mean, and some of these guys are also like question marks for the game, so they yeah. could be ready, but it's still long. Ghent only have one point in their last three games. <laughs> but they should talent wise be a lot better than Carbog. We've been I'm done saying that about yeah, Ghent. We've been, been saying that about Ghent. I'm sick of them. We've seen that again, and we've also been saying that about teams playing Carbag yeah. all the time. Two nil Carabag. Okay. I'm a little worried about selling Caddy Borges and how Carbag yeah, rebound from that. So I'm gonna go with Team Carabag. You know I'm gonna go with one one. Boo. I know. Boring, lame. Boo. But it is what it is. Team Carabag. I would love to see them advance. I love their kits. Their stadium's great. They're a fun team to watch play. I'm always worried that with some of these like Eastern European teams though that I'm I talk about how much I'm enjoying them and how much I love them, and then the next thing comes out that they're like doing some sort of like genocide or something themselves. Yeah, but well, we did the deep dive on that. Or they're so enjoying we know genocide. Are, yeah, I'm just saying. We when, know about the political history. Of the I club. just don't go. If that ever happens in the future, don't go back and and, and yeah. at me for this. Uh, let's go to Braga Fiorentina. Yeah, the marquee tie. This the conference league. Maybe this a is a good league. one. This is a good one. Yeah. Braga up in third place still mm-hmm. in in the Portuguese league, looking really good. Um. Only off, you know, the top two have been Fika and Porto. Mm. Technically still in the title race. Yeah, kind of. Uh, kind of. <laughs> There's only seven points player Benfica, who have been, you know, world beaters this year. So, yeah. And they have a plus 25 goal differential, also third best in the league. I mean, obviously, like, the bottom half of the Portuguese league is not that great right now. But 
Um, I mean, they've been really impressive. This is the best year in recent memory for them, I think, in terms of like point accumulation. Mm-hmm. Like two and a half points uh, per 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 match is pretty damn good. Yeah. Meanwhile, Fiorentina not looking as great domestically. Only one win in their last six, but part of that's just been a really tough schedule. I mean, mm. at Juventus playing Bologna and Torino, who are two top half teams, uh, at Lazio mixed in there. So, you know, hard to judge too much. They also haven't kept a clean sheet in their last six. I mean, they're, which, yeah, but they're also, there's no excuse to be in fortune. Yeah. yeah, that's the issue there. They um, lost to Bologna, <laughs> they lost to Torino. Mm-hmm. Like teams that at the start of the year, you'd be like, they should be beating these teams. They're, yeah. they're, well, yeah. I mean, I think yeah. Bologna and Torino are, are good they're teams. Mid table teams. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah, Torino's only in seventh because of Juve <laughs> point yeah. deduction. But, but I mean, that's otherwise it wouldn't would even be close. Be as well. Yeah. Right? Fiorentina, I think Fiorentina should at the level of yeah. Torino Bologna. I feel like they should be better. I feel like they should be easily the eighth best team in the. Yeah. You'd expect to with the stature of the club, they yeah. should be up there. But it's tough. They also will likely be without. Antonin Barak, who is a really key midfielder for them. Uh, he's got gastrointestinal discomforts. <laughs> Just like the dog. Yeah. <laughs> now let's play. See if you can guess the four or three goal top scorers for Fiorentina. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Jovic is one of them. Yep. Um, Guame? Nope. No? He has two. Ah, oh, dang it. <laughs> um, is Barak one of them? No, Barak only has one, I think. Um, yep. Let's see. And, um, Amrabat's. Nope. Dang it. Okay. Um, you get three more guesses. Yeah. It's not so teal. I don't think Nico, I think Nico Gonzalez is still on two. Um, oh, Bonaventura definitely. Bonaventura has yeah. three. Uh, Castro Vili. Nope. And who's gonna would, would score more as a center back? Martinez Quarto? No. We have a brawl. Okay. Oh, really? And Nico Gonzalez. Oh, man, I thought Nico was still on two. I'm surprised has, has, has two. Sabonara has two. Okay. And that's it. Yeah. They're I not. Was... They don't... Yeah, Luka Jovic has a 4.6. Just about everybody on the team, much like uh, you were just making fun of before. Yeah. This, is, it... Has overperformed their, or is underperforming their XG. Yeah, it's been um, a recurrent. We've talked about a lot during the group stage. You yeah. said they will They're create hilarious. chances. Yeah. And they won't finish. This them. is just serious stats, by the way. This yes. isn't This isn't altogether. Yeah. Um. I do... Like their defense, I actually think is is solid. I think it's just been unfortunate luck that they've played teams that are in relatively good form and scoring. On uh, most of those games, are only one goal. Yeah. Right. Like they only allow one goal, and then they just can't score because yeah. they're here in Twenty three goals scored is not great. No. Uh, From twenty two games. Yeah. So this is <laughs> for a supposedly top half. This is a tough team. one to pick because I feel like Fiorentina should be able to beat Braga, but I but they won't. Also, don't trust mm-hmm. them to. I'm gonna go one one in Portugal because I really think. I just want to see a good competitive game on yep. the return leg. I'm taking Braga 2-0. 2-0, nil. Nil. okay. Yeah, I have no trust in Fiorentina. That's mm-hmm. fair. Speaking of teams I have no trust in, let's talk about Basel, Basel. Uh, who are bad. Yeah. But they won their last game. So, no way, like, dude. Yeah, look they at that. Yeah, they moved all the way up to six because the, the Swiss League is so condensed. Hey, Zurich's right off the bottom. Yeah, it's a... Uh, Barely. My <laughs> goal difference. <laughs> I um, hadn't checked on Zurich in a while, those poor bastards. Yeah, the they Swiss have their League, title, they're fine. The teams that did well in the Swiss League last year, not doing well this year. Yeah, super Chabs, weird. Chabs and Spore, I think, should just easily take care of them. I have the Turks winning 3 nothing. I would agree with that. 
Yeah. I but I also don't trust them either. So I'm gonna say two nothing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is this next game is one that I really don't have any confidence in picking because yeah. Photo Glimpse have not returned from their break. Well, they have, but they're playing friendlies. Uh, Lech Paulson have only played a couple games. They mm-hmm. look decent, but not like the world beaters that. Uh, not like the Polish beaters you'd expect. The Polish to beaters, be, you know, you'd expect them to be one of the best teams in the league, and they just look like a normal. And they were, they did team. get off to a bad league start. They were down in like ninth or tenth, so they've been climbing their way up the table. But yeah, that, I'm talking specifically since the yeah. restart. It's another been, team yeah. that we have trouble that we have trouble deciphering in league form versus European form. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, they were really impressive in their group. Yeah. Um, results against West Ham, they were just like fun team to watch so you'd think bodo especially it's february it's probably it's gonna be cold there probably gonna be pretty cold i don't, I don't know yeah. <laughs> i don't know anything Bodo's not as cold as i thought it was mm-hmm. as a as a as a place in the world you'd think you hear like northern norway and you're like oh fuck. it's, it's 40, 42 42 there, oh, right fuck that. It doesn't but it matter. is supposed to it snow, snow on yeah. thursday okay cool so. yeah i'm gonna go ahead and pick bodo 3-1 in this one okay but i don't think the tie is over that i think Lek could do something in the second leg. That was the same result I had down for my yeah, prediction. Boys. I just don't know about Bodo because the break, mm-hmm. like, because they're summer league. They haven't been playing much. But they're always the, the we and, thought that last year, and, and then they well. came out. So that's and, why I yeah, was they them. came out and like almost beat yeah, fucking Roma. And, like should have beat Roma. Yeah. <laughs> if I didn't have last year to go off of, yeah. I think I would have gone with like Boston. I just like that, at but... this point we have. I feel like we have enough proof of concept that we can just like trust what Bodo has been up to. Yeah, uh, they seem to know what they're doing. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to another game that might be hard to pick it's sheriff against partisan shit partisan excuse me were just embarrassed by mladost novi sad who are Oof. second bottom in the serbian league you hate to see that uh, they lost four nothing at home you hate to see that at home um oh. sheriff though haven't been playing competitive matches <laughs> so <laughs> it's another one where it's like so hard to read into what these teams are doing but it's like it's hard man yeah uh, <laughs> Just because so many of these teams take extended winter breaks. Yeah. Um, we should also note that there will be no fans at this game because Moldova received uh, indication from Ukraine that there was a Russian saboteur plot to sow dissent in Chisinau and lead, try to lead to a coup wow. in Moldova, uh, where people would pose, Russian agents would pose as partisan fans to sneak into the country. Uh, apparently the U.S. believes this plot sort of is likely something to it, but so it's it drama to them just saying no fans from Partizan are coming into the country. We're just gonna say no fans at the game for I guess fairness purposes. Uh-huh. This is from the Moldovan government, not from Transnistria, not from Transnistria, um, not from UEFA. Who's probably super into that plot? Yeah, they're like, fuck yeah, let's get some Russians in here. Yeah, we love the Russians. Um, so. That was not a reflection of our political ideology. <laughs> what, fuck Russians? No, the we love the Russians comment. Oh, yeah. yeah not our political ideology. Oh, uh, yeah. I'd say fuck the Russians is a pretty safe ideology yeah, a at safe this point. Um, but yeah, so that maybe throws a wrench into the game, takes away what I think was going to be one of the more exciting ties of the Conference League. There are two teams that you were... Think? I think they were pretty fun to watch in the, in the group stage. I don't know, man. I think it could have been a bit of a... A little slog fest, one that gets a little chippy, which you know I always like a little chip, little chip to the game. You like a little chip, love a little chip. Uh, but this kind of takes the air out of it. I had a two-two before I heard that news, so I don't know if I'm going to hold on to that. But I got nil-nil. Okay, 
Yeah, I think no fans, two teams that haven't played a lot, it might be... Nil-nil. Yeah, uh, might be the right move. AEK taking on Dnipro 1. They met in the Europa League qualifiers. Oh, that's right. AEK won both legs. That's right. Uh, I wrote leagues on my note, so congratulations to the defending Ukrainian champions, AEK. Yeah. Uh, Dnipro since, though been really strong really good as soon as the ukrainian league started they really took off they're still in first mm-hmm. they looked i mean both these teams are first in their respective leagues yeah so situation dini pro did just lose for the first time in the league mm-hmm. their last attempt um they still have a little bit of a lead over shakhtar in the league which is impressive given mm-hmm. like shakhtar's resources are yeah. even despite the 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 war situation are a lot higher a lot more significant AK narrow lead over FOL, but yeah, I mean we should note also that AK got off to a bad start. Yeah. Uh so they haven't they've lost. been winning a lot. They haven't yeah. lost since October twenty second in the league. They lost in yeah. Europe, but uh that should give them, I think, an advantage since the first game's in Cyprus. I think that mm-hmm. can be a good edge for them. Ukraine the Ukrainian team has to travel. The Cypriot team's like, oh, we win all the time here. We yeah. also already beat this team. They should be feeling pretty confident. Uh-huh. Like their chances. And only one team has Artem Dalvik on the team. That's true. So think about that. Top goal scorer in the competition so far this year, or in the, yeah, in 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 all, in all of Europe, maybe in all of European competitions, he's up there. I can't remember if Holland had more in the Champions League than Dalvik did in the Conference League. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, Who cares about Holland? Yeah, he's overrated. He's never going to play in the Europa League or the Conference League. <laughs> he might. <laughs> yeah. Probably not. City get a points deduction. Uh, yeah, and end up in the yeah maybe he'll play in the uh, in the, in the John's promotion trophy. playoffs, uh, the Papa John's trophy, uh, the <laughs> League one. Yeah, um, yeah, this is uh, this is a tough one to call for me. I think Teeny Pro is maybe a little more quality, mm-hmm. but I'm gonna pick it one one to okay. be safe. I think the mental edge of having already beaten the same team twice. Oh, you're all about the mental edge, aren't you? I love a mental edge. It's, it's that sounds so like important. analysis to me. Yeah, this is what former players talk about when they go on Sky Sports. The mental edge. <laughs> you know, they're going to try harder. They want it. Yeah. More. yeah. Um, so I'm going to take AEK. That's true. You're just prepping for your 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 yeah, life as a studio analyst. I just think he wants it more. Yeah. That is most of analysis these days. Mm-hmm. Which is not to derail this conversation. But do it. Do it. I think that's one of the issues with bringing players on to commentate is because they get indoctrinated into this like, oh, the other team wants it, but we need to want it more. Like we need to put out especially the recent players. That's part of what you know. You get your tactical talk in the locker room, but then you also get your fire up. Like let's yeah. go. Like, we we can do this. Yeah, and I think it's it's important. Like you need to fire the players yeah. up. But the other team is just as fired up as you are. Yeah. Almost invariably. I think there's a reason You're why professionals. There's a reason why. A lot of top top level players don't end up being managers. Mm-hmm. There's there's a there's something up to like being a frustrated player who wasn't maybe that good or like wasn't you know he wasn't at the top top level. Like and a he ends up character who was bad. <laughs> Just stop. <laughs> yeah, or you know somebody who I'm thinking like the Bielsa's and you know, mm-hmm. Pep even despite his top Pep top level. Walked. He wasn't a um, star. Yeah, Pep was a really good player and played at a much higher yeah. level than some of like Klopp. But I mean, usually Ancelotti, I think, was yeah. a similar level to Pep, where it's you're at these good, you're teams, really but good. you're not the guaranteed yeah. starter. Usually, when you like Ancelotti was, yeah, they were both was Pep and Ancelotti are maybe bad examples, yeah. but yeah. it happens a lot of time in, in 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 football history where the 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 best of the best sort of isn't used to 
necessarily analyzing the game in a super tactical, nuanced way because or, their talent is such that that maybe carries them. Or in if certain... they do, it's a very specific form of analysis, like yeah. looking at just what your role within right. that is, unless it was the like Shaq structure. in the NBA. Like yeah. he's like just dominate, just yeah. dominate, and which isn't necessarily helpful for someone like you know JaVale McGee who maybe doesn't have the god-given gifts yeah. of Shaquille <laughs> O'Neal and needs to sort of analyze that's also a terrible example but you know what i'm saying yeah, all that JaVale is to say all that is to say that a lot of these analysts are star players because that's what people want to see they're like mm-hmm. want to like Thierry Henry is okay at it yeah actually but, i like Thierry Henry but that's when we, when we get like the Manchester United cohort mm-hmm. on Sky Sports and stuff who are just like why are they not good and yeah. they don't actually Lissandro is too short and they don't actually you know aren't actually that equipped for like proper analysis that you want to see from yeah. from you know from from booth commentary yeah i also think part of it is just the isolated nature of being a player from the media and from fan perception when you're in a locker room mm-hmm. i mean you look at in american sports right the georgia bulldogs when they won the title they were going around saying everyone thought we were going to be five and seven. Yeah, five and seven. Like, it's like one one like blogger wrote that. I doubt even one blogger wrote. No, that. they they I found think. one thing that was yeah. like just some schmuck who was like they're going to be six and six this yeah. year. I mean, they were like nobody easily, else thought that. Yeah. They were easily along with Bama, the favorites to win the title, yeah. and and they will be like every year. Did, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But because coaches are able to isolate the players and get them thinking yeah. one way, I think when then they get out of that situation, they're like, why aren't these players thinking this way? Like. Yeah. And I think that can lead to bad analysis and just like reliant yeah. on the mental stuff. Uh, that's an aside, and like it's not super relevant to the competition at all. But that's part of why, like, if if you're an American, which you probably are listening to this, mm-hmm. um, or live in America, you're what, and you watch the Premier League coverage on NBC. Mm-hmm. They have really good sort of analysis compared to sort of competitive uh, competitors. Um, because they got guys who were like kind of squad players basically. I mean, except for Tim Howard, but Tim Howard is the new position of like sitting back and watching the game unfold. So yeah, they take a much more sort of a less emotional approach, I think, to a lot of these things too, mm-hmm. which is a lot of the problem with sort of the ex players in England and you know other countries too, but yeah. um who end up in these in these sort of talky positions. Yeah. Um yeah, anyway. No, I definitely agree with you on that. Like it's just there's something we said about not being super great that yeah. can lead you to having to analyze yeah. the game in a different way. Yeah, to get in a competitive advantage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you see that a lot through like most of the legendary coaches in, in the last 130, 40 years of world football uh, in its entire history were like people who desperately wanted to be good but weren't. Yeah. <laughs> or even guys to... who couldn't make it at all. Yeah. I mean, look at like sorry. Or was... had to quit early from injury mm-hmm. or per- people that had to sort of analyze the game critically to to like, sort of get get an advantage and they're usually the ones who push the tactics for it and stuff like that uh, i don't know thanks for i'm reading the inverting the pyramid so you know yes. forgive, <laughs> forgive me um but back back great, to the games book. we have two more to cover so the first one is going to be ludogorets versus anderlecht uh anderlecht unbeaten the last four away games they also should just be a much better team than ludogorets but Bulgarians were very impressive during the Europa League group stage. Yeah. Uh, but the league isn't that great. Anderlecht have been better as of late, so I think they should take this one. I have a 2 nothing in Bulgaria. Better as in their intent. Yeah. Uh, which yeah. is They've won know, a couple an, of games. An improvement for them. Yeah, they've won a couple of games. <laughs> so. uh, turns out Vincent Company was a good coach. Yeah, I and thought They were the ones in the wrong. 
I th- I we was believed them, too. Yeah. I thought Vincent Company was awful. Yeah, apparently he's awesome. <laughs> um, I'm gonna take Ludigrets two one. Wow, you I mean you picked them all the way through the group stage. I'm not so. I'm not going away from him now. I respect it. They almost knocked Roma out. Yeah, so close. And last up, we have Lazio. They take on Cluj. First game is going to be in Rome, not Romania, uh, just Rome. Just Rome. Uh, they met in the Europa League groups in 2019, and Cluj pulled off their biggest win in modern club history. They beat Lazio 2-1 in Romania, but I think this Lazio is a little better mm. than that Lazio. Uh, although, sometimes Lazio have a history of disappointing. Uh, Cluj, Cluj uh, lost their last two league games to Stout Bucharest and Universitate. Universitate. Yeah, Universitate. It's just it's Tatea. Stuck, it's just a longer word than you expected. To Universitate. Be when you started, it? I don't know how to pronounce it. Is it Tatea? Is it Tate? Is it Tati? I don't know. I don't speak Romanian. Oh, fuck you then. <laughs> um. Yeah. Lazio four <laughs> 0 I don't like this one for Cluj at all. I don't either. Um, Cluj have also been struggling to score. They've only scored in four of their last eight games and only scored twice in one of those. Mm. Lazio have I think joined the third best defense in Syria. Uh. And even though they're in bad form, it's been three three of those four games that they've not won in have been really tough opponents, Fiorentina, Juve, and Atalanta. But mm-hmm. they did drop points to LS Verona, which is bad. That's not That's good. Not great, yeah. Um, bottom three. Yeah. Uh, although, playing substantially better. It looks like they actually did get out of the bottom three. But I'm taking Lazio 3 nothing. I think they should be ready for this one. I think defensively they'll be totally solid i can't see who's scoring in this yeah and this seems like the right level for lazio since their coach is walking around talking about how they're not ready to perform at a better level yeah. <laughs> he's pulling kind of like a jose yeah he's like you give me the funds he's actually doing a jose impersonation right now across town it is really <laughs> funny that lazio as a club spent all this time making fun of roma for celebrating their conference league win and yeah. now lazio would be desperate to win the it's like we do, he's like walking around we don't have the funds so this might as well be what we do yeah. Like, okay, but I, I, hate coach, I hate when coaches do that. They it's don't so, have a ton of funds. It's but... super obnoxious. Um, a little aside about the Romanian league to close here. Mm-hmm. Some team name FCV Farul Constanta is in first place. Wow, good for them. Did not know they existed. Mm-hmm. But they're uh they're ahead of all the teams you'd normally expect to be. Yeah, looks like as in Cluj, Boots, uh, you know, Stout Bucharest, Rapid Bucharesti, Universitatea. Uh, those are kind of the big teams, right? Yeah, like, those are kind of the big ones. Uh, Cryova. Yeah, I think even Rapid yeah, are not typically not up at huge, this level, no. or up in the top four. Yeah, right? I, don't even, but, I don't even know who else is good. Anyway, that's a boring place to end. Um, let's see, what can we cheers to? Let's cheers to. Uh, oh, we should mention uh, we'll be back Friday noon with a brand new episode of Reactions, or first since late November. Pretty yeah. exciting. We'll try to get um, back in the groove, just like most of these teams are, since they yeah, a little shake off the rust, race. shake off the rust. Yeah, um, it should be fun to be back. Um, let's say cheers to the disaffected cheers squad player turned gaffer. Oh, I was gonna say cheers to the Russian saboteur, but <laughs> cheers to nah, I don't fuck that. <laughs> don't yeah. cheers to them. Cheers to the disaffected. Dis- Disaffected. Disaffected. <laughs> Disaffected. Disaffected. Thank you. Disaffected squad, squad player turned gaffer. <laughs> yeah. Nailed it. All right. <laughs>